so this is what it's like. Welcome to The Good, Definitely a podcast produced by DesignWorks Group, celebrating people and everything good in this you world. Gotta, you gotta go through, man. Uh, come on, come on, uh, come on, come on, uh, come on, come on, uh, come on, come on. I was born so I could end up where we all end up when the race is over. Return to the center. There is no way to What's up, everyone? Thank you for listening. You're listening to The Good. Uh, it's the week of January 20th. My name is Jared Van, sitting down with Logan Draper. Hi. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm pretty pretty darn good. Are you really? Yeah, we're back to doing this this on Fridays, and I kind of like it. Yeah, it feels right. I kind of like doing it Friday afternoons. I don't know if this will work every week, but it kind of kind of feels good doing it Friday afternoons. We had a busy afternoon today. We made it work. Mm-hmm. We make it happen. Yep. If this is your first time listening, again, you're listening to The Good. Um, this whole podcast started uh, seven, eight months ago. I think I go up a month every time I do that. Yeah, three years ago we started this podcast. <laughs> pretty sure I said five or six months last time. It was. I'm pretty sure it's July 1st. Um, so that's like... So I you're right. I can't seven months. Seven months. Yeah, this podcast started about seven months ago, and it's just dedicated to celebrating people and all the good things happening into the, in the world, and we just find good news and disseminate it to you guys. So we'll uh, bring a few different a few different things. We'll bring some happy haikus to the show. We'll bring some some happy headlines, just some some discussion. Yeah. So thank you for tagging along with us and listening. Um, we always start this off by talking about what's good in our lives. So what's good? What's good? Um, it's sad. That's that's kind of sad. Nothing. No, I got a lot of good things, but I I do all the work on the haiku and then all this other stuff, and I don't even think about this part. That's always the that's always the blank section on my notes. Um, we're our family's healthy again. Went through another bout with that, so everyone's healthy. Knock on wood. Um, Katie and I get a date night Saturday night. What are y'all um, doing? You know, we're going to a event that I'm on the board of the oh, yeah. Camp Carnival. We're gonna do that, and then maybe go watch the fights. And both your boys fight. I don't I know. know. If, I don't know if Connor's still your boy or not. He's he's. I, I be, I'm believing the best about him, so I believe this is gonna be a fun fight. And I think that we all win as fans seeing these guys fight. Who are you rooting for? Are you rooting for one over the other? Uh, I think Cowboy just signed. I found out today he just signed a new contract, so he's getting paid either way. Like in the long haul, like six more fights, which apparently are all big paydays. So probably Connor because I think it's better storyline. Yeah, Connor can go fight like. A Masvidal or go fight for the title with Khabib again, which wouldn't go well. A T City. Uh that guy hadn't fought since his face got broken, so <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna happen. Yeah. So yeah, probably Connor, but I could go I think Connor wins in two, just for the record. Knockout. Uh yeah, I think I so. so. Or a yeah. TKO. One of the two. Or but Cowboy can kick him in the head. I like to be on the record saying that. The Cowboy could catch you him. Just, you just can't pick every single possible outcome and then claim that you got Cowboy it right. could also tap him out. I, I will tell you one scenario I don't see happening is I just don't see it going five rounds, but maybe it will. So, yeah, I'll, it's going to be a good weekend, good restful weekend. Uh, I'm starting to get Sundays off again, so I'm really excited about getting to actually, like, get back into a rhythm of, like, sleep and rest. So, yeah. life's good, man. Life's really good. What about you? Good. First off, <laughs> won the circle. Okay. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm going to have to beep that out. <laughs> have to that you got. You have to just beep that. Leave it in, but just beep that part out. <laughs> Leave what in? Leave in the circle part, but don't say the name of who won. 
completely forgot you about that. You just dropped a dime on everybody. <laughs> the best. <laughs> Good thing we weren't live. Yeah. Every. <laughs> Dude, you also want to tell us how the ending of every movie that's coming out right now? How the Joker? Uh, Joker becomes no, no, the no. Joker. Um, the ring does get destroyed. You haven't seen that, so I did actually just spoil that for you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, but... Uh, <laughs> I love that thing. Yeah, Spoiler um, yeah, it is kind of nice. Well, I don't know if it's nice yet, but I feel like it's gonna be nice having uh, Sundays off now. Have a little uh, double weekend with a little Sabbath in the middle of the week. It's gonna be yeah. nice. It's gonna be really nice. Or I guess the Sabbath would be on Sunday now. Yeah, it's gonna be really nice. Instead of yeah, basically what happened is at our church we have now a Wednesday gathering, which is the same as Sunday. Jerry and I get to be a part of the Wednesday, which means that we can have since we work a lot more throughout the week, we can actually have Sundays off. Yep, very nice. And I'm working, with, I'm working with the kids now. Yep. Little, uh, I don't even know what, I guess they aren't in school yet. One to three-year-olds? No, they aren't in school, are they? No. No, I think that's pre. Pre-K starts at four. That was pretty fun. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I bet that's exhausting. Uh, It wasn't too bad. Yeah. It's was, it was, it was it pretty exhausting. fun. If there's more kids in there, for sure it'd be exhausting. But no, that's good. Um, My family's been healthy, so that's a blessing. Yeah. S- somehow. Emmy and I both have not been sick in forever. Walker's been healthy. He's growing. He's sleeping better. I'm sleeping better. So we're all we're all pretty healthy. Good. He's starting to play with some other toys. His little uh Emily put up one of those things that you like put on a doorway and it like hangs down and they like get in it and like jump around and swing around in it. He got one of those for the first time today. And Emily sent me a video and he is super cute in it. That's the best. So yeah. So a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. Bunch I'll, of wins. I'll uh I'll beep out my spoiler. <laughs> hey, there, there is a bunch. We've there's a um just a little uh, fun fact for everybody. There's a bunch of great content who's, that's come out on Netflix in the last week or so. Uh-huh. One of them being the show I just ruined for you guys, The Circle. It's the it's not the best show, but it's great to watch. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, it's like trash TV in some ways, but it's awesome. It's like The it's Bachelor. A, it's a reality show about social media. Yeah, but they're. In part, that uh, is weird. Yeah. Also, another show called the Ch- called Cheer, that Jared found. Yep. I just started it. This is basically if you've watched the Last Chance You, it's basically that except with cheerleading. Yep. Um, the Aaron Hernandez documentary, though it's not like it's kind of heavy. Mm-hmm. It's a very good documentary. Mm-hmm. Almost done with that. Um, there's one more. The one that you're watching right now. Yeah. What am I watching? The cats one. Oh, don't f with cats. Yeah. Um, that's man. I feel like everything I'm listening to a podcast. And TV wise is about murder. That's a that's the trend nowadays. True crime. Yeah, it's hard though. It's it's. I just feel like they're all mixing together, and so I need this podcast more than ever. Speaking of true crime, my haiku is about true crime because is it, really? it is about the Houston Astros. So we're gonna move on to happy haikus. Happy hi hi a hi hi a haikus. Great transition. <laughs> Great transition. All right, here's mine. Not trying to be, not trying to be a hater necessarily, but there's a bunch of fishy stuff that came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Even though like the main bulk of the investigation has already happened, and then like the penalties already been been handed down, there's there's people out there still digging. Yeah. There's some fishy stuff that came out yesterday. Do you want to just like in like 10 seconds, 15 seconds, explain to people that don't know what's going on with Houston Astros? So the Houston Astros, they won the 2017 World Series and then were also in last year's World Series where they lost in Game 7 to the Nationals. But in 2017, 
I don't think they've proven like how many games or what games or whatever they were stealing signs um, electronically. Yes. Which stealing signs, um, like person to person, is kind of a thing in baseball, and it's more of like an unwritten rule, but people do it, so it's not penalized or anything like that. But using um, I don't technology. think that should be an un- unwritten rule. I think yeah. that should just be like, if you're still in signs from second, good for you. Yeah, but they basically have like a live camera in center field filming the catcher signs. I was then feeding into a TV, and, like the tunnel um, outside their dugout, which would then be relayed to the batter so they would know what pitch was coming. Um, so that's what they got in trouble for. But then <laughs> there's some stuff that came out yesterday that they might have been like using buzzers attached to their bodies and... I don't know. I don't Which is know. a real problem. And for people that don't know, hitting a baseball is very difficult. Mm-hmm. And you can make it into the Hall of Fame if you hit 3 of 10. Mm-hmm. Right? What do you say? You're about 300 career. Oh, yeah. You're making the Hall of Fame? Oh, yeah. For sure. So any advantage at all is massive. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sorry. So with that being said, here's my haiku. Don't rip my shirt off, says Altuve rounding third, because I'm too shy. Or the last line could also be, I'm buzz buzz too shy. I don't know which one's better. You wrote multiple endings. Or it could also be, my wife is watching. Those are all really great ones. Yeah. If anyone's read any of the articles on it, we can. Yeah. So, I don't know. Not trying to hate. I I did say before all this happened that Altuve was like one of the few people I liked on that team. Um, I don't know now. Hopefully, I don't know how I feel. Yeah. I'm not going to, this isn't the podcast to get into it. We'll do a whole but, episode on yeah. Modern Mad Men on this for sure. Anyways, <clears throat> yeah. My haiku is not that. Your haiku is better. But my haiku today is creativity takes time and isn't magic. Abracadabra. Mm. Dang, you had two five-syllable words on that one? I did. Are you using that, that five-syllable word generator online? Did I? No. I Googled it, though. Okay. I Googled it, though. That's a good one, though. Yeah, creativity takes so, time. Wait, say it again. Creativity mm-hmm. takes time and isn't magic. Abracadabra. Abracadabra. Gang, gang. Mm, that's a good one. That's one of your better ones. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. It's a, it's a, it's a little lazy. Just, no, just because, yeah, it is a little bit. It's hard to, it's hard to think of five syllable words though. But it's not when you have Google. It's not when you have Google, but you know what I'm saying. So it was lazy. Got, but then you got to make those two words work together with just one line. Yeah, but that was that's, but, that's easier than writing three lines. Yeah, you got to be pretty smart to come up with that one line. Hey man, I, I should I'll, give you a compliment. I re- I receive your compliment and I appreciate it. Okay, that was good of well, you. Before I give you any more compliments, we're moving on. If you're down and feeling kind of crappy, well, guess what? We'll make you happy, happy headlines. Yeah. Yeah. So this segment, you probably guessed, it's called Happy Headlines. Logan and I both bring two headlines to the table that are good headlines. People serving people, people giving back to their communities, people doing whatever. That's good, not bad. Um, and then look at you today. Yeah, we just summarize the stories and then talk about it. We should we should do a whole segment on the hosting right now. No, this this is my best hosting and ever. I, I also had to comment. You kind of had a little bit of a worship pastor there. Did I? Where you were kind of hitting it? Where it was like, as you probably have 
guess. Did I, didn't, I didn't have enough breath in my voice, though. It was good, man. I liked it. Mm. That was good for you. All right. My first headline is <clears throat> actually you changed this one last minute. This was going to be a quick hitter, and then I changed it to uh, one of my main stories. Um, the headline is a group of preschoolers set up a hot cocoa stand and raised $10,000 for a classmate battling cancer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we've had four different stories that were almost the same story with kids setting up lemonade stand or, or whatever to, to help somebody else. Yeah. But, uh, their classmate Jasper, who's four, most of these kids are four. That's like the preschool age, which we, I guess we already talked about earlier in this episode, but their classmate Jasper, who's four, he was diagnosed with a rare type of brain cancer um, late last year, and apparently his classmates at Redding Cooperative Preschool in Redding, California, they just couldn't stop thinking about him. Um, So what they did, they got together, planned out, and they held a hot cocoa fundraiser um, hoping to raise money for Jasper and his family. Um, so they ended up raising more than $10,000. That's a lot of hot cocoa be- being uh, served, a I'm lot. assuming. Um, so yeah, that's the uh, <laughs> that's the main part of the story. But then like, there, there are some l- other businesses that kind of um, give a little helping hand. And then like Trader Joe's provided the space and supplied water bottles. Dick Sporting Goods offered to set up tables and chairs and both Costco and Starbucks donated baked goods. So um, kind of uh, some, some businesses getting involved with these preschoolers in order to raise money for Jasper. Um, Jasper's preschool teacher, Jessica Stevens said some of the people who stopped by <clears throat> the cell were cancer survivors themselves. Mm. And many of them shared stories of their own battles with cancer um, or the ones that they lost along the way. And she said so many tears were share- shared or shed in those six hours. This experience has been the most beautiful thing I've ever been a part of. Um, so yeah, those preschoolers just came up with this idea. It was the most beautiful thing that their teacher had ever been a part of. So kudos to those preschoolers. Um, Jasper actually had surgery <clears throat> on Monday. Of, the, uh, of this week? Yeah. Okay. This past Monday. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it said... If everything goes well, he'll start treatment again next week. Um, his friends keep checking on him. They actually had a phone call earlier this week. Like while they're in class, they, I guess they called Jasper up. Um, and Jasper's mom, Shelby, said it was really neat to know they miss us as much as we miss them. Um, he was on the phone with them on Monday saying hi to everyone and singing his little preschool songs with them. Um, apparently Jasper can't see right now because of... Um, his brain cancer, but sh- uh, Shelby, his mom, says that he's listening to her reading all the cards his friends sent and listening to the audio from the videos, too. Um, she kind of updated the supporters, um, just to let them know that Jasper is showing more interest in his toys and is telling more and more jokes every day. And along with the, the Hot Cocoa um, fundraiser that raised 10000 there's a um, GoFundMe uh, fundraiser with more than 350 donors that has raised over um, an additional $30,000. So yeah, these sounds like these preschool, these preschoolers love their classmate and kind of jumpstarted all this uh, fundraising. And I think a lot of their teachers and parents and everything just sat back and admired 
like how beautiful everything was. That was Dude. kind of prompted by the these four year olds. Dude, that's so crazy. Yeah, to raise that much money too. It's it's cool when because uh, I think one of the cool things about kids is that they um, they have this idea, and a lot of times adults are like, ah, that wouldn't work. And kids don't have that. Yeah, and so they just like blindly go into things. And there's something beautiful about being naive. There's like, and a, I mean that respectfully. Yeah. So that's super dope. But also, how are you gonna how are you gonna look at a four year old trying to sell you hot cocoa on behalf of their classmate? You're like, nah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm not, I'm not feeling. I'm not feeling hot cocoa right now. <laughs> but also, they did like plan everything and put everything together. So good for good them. for them. Yeah, I love and it. And good for them for like uh, one to to have the the heart to do that, but then also realizing that. This world presents opportunities where you can fundraise for your friends. That's right. Jasper? So, Jasper, yep. Keep fighting, Jasper. You're the man. Well, my first story is the exact opposite of that. Um, but my first story is local to Wichita Falls, Texas. Oh, a local one. It's a local story. Um, and it was put out this week. The title is Wichita Falls Porch Pirate Returns to House to Apologize. Did you say Porch Pirate? Porch Pirate. Um, which, coming out of the holidays, that's always a concern for people, right? They get stuff on Amazon, sit on their front porch, and somebody takes it. And that's really a bummer that people do that. Um, and that's what happened. Um, this guy went to Fernando's um, house and had stolen a package. Um, but what's super cool about this story was um, Fernando got a knock on his door. Um, he says over the Christmas break, a random guy just knocked on the door, um, and he said that he had just recently got out of jail and he was coming back to apologize. So Fernando's like, uh, for what? And uh, the man told him that two years ago around Christmas time, he was across the street at a friend's house. He saw some packages <laughs> arrive at Fernando's house. Um, the man walked across the street and stole them. Um, and it basically the guy had spent two years in jail. Um, not, I don't believe for that action, obviously, because Fernando never heard about it. Um, but he just felt like uh, his time in jail, he needed to, when he got out, he needed to right the wrongs in his life. And uh, Fernando accepted the apology. It's kind of cool, though, because the man offered um, money to pay back the stolen items. And Fernando's like, I, I don't really. I don't want the money. First off, I'd be in shock. Yeah. Someone just knocked on my door and was like, hey, I did this a few years ago, and I apologize. That's the coolest thing ever, I think. I think that's undervalued in our society. Uh, but the guy insisted like over and over again, like, please take the money. So he accepted because Fernando's daughter um, is currently raising money for a mission trip. And so he promised the guy, like, hey, I'm putting, I'm, I'm going to take the money. I don't want to. But I'm going to put it towards the um, the mission trip. But he said there's a, there's a ring video of him talking to the guy and them hugging at the end. And so Fernando posted it on his Facebook page. Um, but he just said the guy seemed like a really amazing guy and just happy to see someone like wanting to become a better person. But he's got this really long Facebook um, post that he had posted. And uh, the first quote he put on here, I don't know why it locked me up so much, but he just said, sin is a wound. Sin is a wound to heal from, not a stain to hide. Dang. Yeah. I thought that was beautiful. And he just kind of went through the story, um, talks about it. I'm not going to go through all of it. Um, it was actually very well written, super cool. Um, and he just kind of ended it like, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, but 
um, want to have a conversation or any questions, like he utilizes this as an opportunity to like get in front of more people and be like, Hey man, like forgiveness is cool. Like I love, so I don't know. I just think that for somebody to be punished for their mistakes and then really not to have to come back. Yeah. Like this guy had no idea who'd done it. Um, and to go out of his way to bring money and do that is one of the coolest examples of, uh, forgiveness and the way society should be. So if you're looking for that, we can post it, but it was also on the 92.9 website when you uh i thought he was gonna he like stole it this christmas and he came back like after christmas i didn't realize it's gonna be like a two-year gap yeah i I had to read it a couple times because i was kind of getting confused because i was like why wouldn't the guy know like what he's there for but yeah he wasn't arrested for this for this action so Hmm. came back for really not having to um and i think that's pretty pretty cool yeah it's cool a local story in wichita falls yeah First off, I think that's our first local story. I'm not saying I watch a lot of local news or whatever, but I didn't ever see this. Uh, I never, I, I never heard this until I started looking for it. So um, it's just another reason why we think this podcast is important. Yeah, is this should be should be a highlighted story. Yeah. So shout out to Fernando, and it doesn't say this guy's name. It's also cool because he blurred out the guy's face on the ring camera. He's not trying to get him in trouble or uh, throw shade at him, but. Beautiful. Yeah. All right, my next one, the headline is, Finland ends homelessness and provides shelter for all in need. Um, I might butcher some of the story because I tried to substitute the word flats with apartments in most of it in my notes, and then a lot of this was in, like, euros and stuff, so a little bit foreign to me. But um, so Finland... Like a lot, they apparently have somewhat of a big homeless population. And the problem was, and it's, I guess it's similar with most homeless populations, that these people needed an address to get a job. But in order to get an address, a jo- uh, apartment, house, whatever it is, they needed a job. Hmm. So it's kind of like a, a little doom loop where yeah. um, they can't get a job because they don't have an address. But they can't get an address because they can't get a job. So That's um, they uh, came up with this program, I guess a nonprofit in Finland called um, Y Foundation came up with this program and they implemented it. And it's called um, Housing First. Um, like more common homeless aid, like expects people to find a job and take care of their mental health problems and like addictions and whatever else um, before getting help with accommodations. But housing first kind of reverses that. And those affected by homelessness receive a small apartment and counseling um, without any preconditions. So they're basically just given this apartment and then some resources and stuff um, without any questions asked. They do have to... um, They like become tenants and they have a tenancy tenancy agreement and have to pay rent and operating costs and stuff like that um, after they move in. Um, but they have social workers that have offices in the buildings um, that, that these people stay, these apartment buildings, and they help them with financial issues like applications for social benefits, and they provide counseling. And overall, it just makes it easier for these people um, to find a job and take care of their physical and mental health. And then it got into some stats that four out of um, five homeless people now will be able to keep their apartment long term and they'll be able to lead a more stable life um, in the last 10 years. So this was launched 10 years ago. 
Um, in the last 10 years, the program has provided 4,600 homes. Um, again, it's with a nonprofit called the Y Foundation. And how it works is, or I guess like the logistics of it, the Y Foundation, they take care of construction themselves. They buy apartments on the private housing market. They renovate existing apartments or and or they convert uh, former emergency shelters into apartments to offer long-term housing. Um, the Y Foundation receives discounted loans um, from the state to buy the housing. They also receive loans from banks and the Finnish lottery. The Finnish, that's like the Finland people. They're called the Finnish, which is kind of cool. like not like the Finnish line, but the Finnish, Finnish. lottery supports a Y Foundation um, when it buys housing on the private market. So the Y Foundation then uses the rental income from these homeless people to repay the loans. Um, and then it got into some cost stuff that creating housing for people costs money. And in the past 10 years, 270 million euros were spent on the construction, purchase, and renovations of these um, apartment complexes, which I did. I looked it up, and that would be $299,500,831.95. Um, but they said that that is far less than the cost of homelessness itself. Because, they said, when people are in emergency situations, emergencies are more frequent, and police and healthcare and justice systems are called upon more often, which also costs money. So now they said, like, since implementing this program, that the state spends 15,000 euros less per year per homeless person, which is $16,638.94 per homeless person per year that they save by implementing this. So I don't know. I thought, I thought that was cool. I'm not, I don't know exactly how you implement or anything like that, but I think just the, like no questions asked, here's a, here's somewhere you can stay. We are going to have some, some like policies that you have to follow in order to stay in here. We're going to give you this house. We're going to help you find what you need you're also starting to pay rent and yep. like utilities and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, we'll help you. We'll help you along the way. Which we're we're going to get you in a house first. And I think it said they only had like sixteen hundred homeless people on the streets now. Yep, left. So I don't know. That's the, that doom loop thing's tough. Yeah. Do you remember when we, um, like we we're going out and like take like taking the cheeseburgers and stuff? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. I remember like through the years of like getting to meet a bunch of people who just were in that transition or didn't have a home or living in a park and like talking to people and you just talk to some people that are like, just go get a job. Yeah. And then you start having these conversations with people who are like, yeah, yeah, I need to, but I need to go get my ID. But to get my ID, I gotta get my social security card. I don't have the money. It's like this whole thing where it's not always that easy. Yeah. You don't just have like your paperwork on you. And a lot of people have been thrown into a bad situation. And so, I don't know. I think it's cool when people... See that and create away. Yeah. The finish. The finish. Hopefully yeah, we'll get these people to the finish line. Mm. Finish the race. That was me lobbing you alley hoop. Mm-hmm. That's a good story. Thanks. That's encouraging. I didn't write it. But thanks. Well, you picked it out, man, and you did, did a great job well, picking it out. Well, thank you. Great work. My second story is uh, firefighters take over for sick gas station um, cashier who called for an ambulance. Um, so there's a gas station employee 
um, who got just real sick while he was working um, and ended up needing to call 911. Um, it was like, I think it was, it was just after midnight. It's in Alto, Michigan. Um, and that's where you were in choir, right? Um, man, dude, you got the jokes today, dude. What I was in choir was Bo. I voted Bo. I was, which run, is basically I was runner up Bo. Yeah, you were runner up to, to the Bo. Um, so cashier gets sick, calls, um, Calls his boss and just like, hey, can you send somebody else here? And then called 911. So obviously pretty sick. Um, four firefighters get there, get him in the ambulance. Um, ambulance takes him away. And by that time, there, there are customers in the store, and there's literally nobody there. And so the coworker hadn't showed up. These firefighters are just like hanging out. And so they just decided like, well – I guess we're going to work the store. And so they just started ringing up customers until backup arrived, which added so many questions to me. Like, how do they know how to work the system? (laughs) I was like running through stuff. Like, do they just have paper? They're just like writing stuff down. But it was also cool because they said the firefighter said, like, the customers weren't pushy or upset. Um, We weren't doing anything. They literally just wanted to get some snacks and get on the road. Um, So we felt bad. Um, and thought they could help out. So like while they're trying to get this guy and the ambulance to go, there's all these customers waiting, but they weren't like being aggressive or angry. But after everything kind of settled down, the firefighters just realized like the people are just standing there holding a bag of Gardettos, you know, and a bang energy and just trying to get on the road. And so, yeah, I just thought it was cool. Like I think first responders have, I mean, probably one of the toughest jobs. Yeah. You go in, rarely do you get called for someone just to like, hey, can you come to my birthday party? And you're always getting called to something that's somebody's worst day. And so I think it's cool that they could have just headed back and it wasn't their problem, but um, they went above and beyond. But the cashier, um, I believe his name is Elliot, said um, that he actually had no idea until they went back and watched the footage that the firefighters um, had stuck around. And there's like a, there's a clip right here of this cashier. I didn't look at this. It's the thumbnail of the video. But he's like standing here ringing people up. Dude, I don't know. Like, how do you know the system? I guess it's part of their training. Uh, yeah, I guess they get trained train on literally you, everything. They're you how to put out fires and to run this cash register. Yeah. So um, I believe Elliot, the cashier, is fine. Um, and back up ended up showing up. But, yeah, I thought that was super dope just to, like, to stick around. And I also think it's cool that the customers realize that this is a serious situation. Yeah. And didn't cause a problem. Yeah. So shout out to first responders um, for always doing their thing. Hey, good story. Hey, thanks, man. I didn't write it. But, but, you, but you picked it and you talked about it. I did pick it. And, you, and think it was a good story. Part of me thinks the Lord picked it, but I'll take it. Okay. Well, you might be right. All right. We're going to move on to a couple quick hitters. This is like a brand new thing we're doing. We need to do a... Um, I know. I think for it. I know. Quick I, I, like I feel like this, if this whole podcast was just quick hitters, I'd be better at it because then I don't have to think as much. Am I allowed to bring quick hitters to the table? Yeah. I brought two of them. Anybody can bring quick hitters to the table. Okay. I brought three of them. I'm, yep. I might only do two, though. We'll see. See see how I'm feeling. See how I'm feeling frisky or not. Ooh. All right. My first quick hitter. I just wanted to have, I wanted a way to incorporate Jeopardy into this. So, okay. Which, by the way, also started another, uh, what could be classified as an old person thing. 
I downloaded this crossword puzzle app okay, on, on, on my okay, phone, and I've just been knocking out some crossword puzzles. Dude. I get in, I get in bed at night, turn my phone on night mode, and do some crossword puzzles. Dude, you turn 30, and you started only watching Jeopardy. And then you got a CPAP machine, and now you're in bed with a CPAP machine on doing crossword puzzles. Don't act like you weren't watching Jeopardy the other night. You, you uh, called me. <laughs> While you're watching Jeopardy, it was a goat tournament, man. I was I into know. it. Um, this is not the goat tournament. This is the uh, as a result of the teen tournament this past year. Can you see my phone, by the way? No, I just got a live update <laughs> on my YouTube TV app about what live Jeopardy daytime Jeopardy. Are you recording it? Yeah, you need to get that. Uh, I did that for you, though. You need to get that. Uh, that Jeopardy score app on your phone so you can play along. You've seen me play Jeopardy. You get some, right? I mean, with the the two hundred dollars sports questions. Yeah, but you you ran that one sports uh, category that one time, I think. Yeah, but it was like when a ball's hit in the air and it's caught. What does that mean? Out. <laughs> what is out? But you still got it. All still right. It. So this this quick hitter, Oregon teen continues fundraising for cancer research after donating Jeopardy winnings. So this dude, I remember watching him, Avi Gupta. He won the Jeopardy Teen Tournament earlier this summer, which pays out $100,000. Holy cow. Um, after the show was taped, he learned that the great, great man, Alex Trebek, uh, he's fighting stage four pancreatic cancer, mm. which he's been he's been fighting it for a while now. So, And he still looks good. He does look great. So hopefully uh, treatment's going well. But he donated um, $10,000 of his winnings, of his $100,000 winnings, to a cancer institute in honor of Trebek. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but for a, a teen to donate 10% of his winnings. $10,000 a lot $10, of money. $10,000 for a teen to donate? That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. I probably wouldn't do that when I was his age. You get so much Laffy Taffy with that. I know. Oh, gosh. Some fun dip. <sighs> um, but yeah, he donated $10,000 to this institute in honor of Alex Trebek. And then he did some additional fundraising. Can it slow down? Of his own and raised an additional... Um, over $200,000 for pancreatic cancer. So he's got, I guess, holy cow, over $210,000 going um, that he's donated to this cancer in a, uh, institute in honor of Alex Trebek. That's awesome. So good job, Avi, for being smart. Avi. And using your smartness. You say Avi. To get back. I think that's how you pronounce okay. it. A V I. That's a great one. Yeah. What a guy. Um, can I go? Yeah. Can I have a quick hitter? Yeah. Um, I have another local story. Golly. Yeah. It's on a uh, on a third grader, and her name is... Aurora Payne. Aurora. Aurora. Like Colorado? A-U-R-O-R-A. Aurora. Um, I shouldn't have said her last name, but it's in the article. Um, but she... Yeah, I'm not, uh, yeah it's in the article. It's in the article. Sorry, You're good. Yeah, yeah. But she, um, she's a Crockett. It's um, a great school. That's like a lot. Yeah, that's alumni. our that's our alma alma mater. Um, but yeah, long story short, her family. Um, I'll just read some of this just real quick. Um, in her fuzzy leopard vest, in front of all her fellow third graders, Crockett Elementary's principal brought the students back to the night of January fourth. Um, outside heat lamps caught. Um, the house on fire at 1.45 in the morning when everybody was asleep. Um, this is a quote from her. Uh, then I saw the smoke coming through all the windows, and I was like, um, and I was like, and then I looked at the house and was on fire. 
Um, I need to get my parents. Um, Wait, she was on fire. No, the, the house, house caught on fire, oh. so she alerted her parents. Um, the house did, ended up being burned down, but she got her family out. Um, so they kind of talked about how like she was in the assembly and had listened and knew what to do and went to her family. But yeah, and then I love this final quote: um, "You don't have to be rich. You don't have to be an adult. Um, you can literally." Be a third grade girl who helped save her family just because she paid attention in an assembly. Uh. So shout out to her for getting her family out of there. Yeah, what a hero! A yeah. third grade hero. Third grade hero. We've a lot of kids. I know showing up on this podcast, and I think there's something to that. Kids kind of dominate this show. I know kids and transportation drivers or profession people who have a profession that requires them to go on a, a route. Those are what kind of dominate this this podcast. Yep. My next quick hitter is Amsterdam. Two, you did two local stories. I'm doing two foreign stories. Okay. Um, Amsterdam to buy out young people's debt to offer new start. So how this is going to work, uh, the headline kind of explains it. Um, but a municipal credit bank in Amsterdam. Dang, I almost made it the whole episode without stumbling. Gosh, I didn't even know she wore until you started. A municipal credit bank will negotiate with creditors to buy out the debts of young people, and um, those, those young people on the program will then be issued a loan to repay according to their means. Um, the creditors will be given seven hundred and fifty seven hundred sorry not dollars euros seven hundred and fifty euros as an incentive to pass the debt on to the municipality's bank, and then the young people will have. More of the debt canceled if they successfully engage in training or educational programs. Then also each young person who's part of this program um, will be given a coach with whom they will prepare a guidance plan. And this will all start in February. Just a, I know debt. I was uh, blessed to not have any debt out of college and still don't have any debt. But I know that's like a huge hindrance for like chasing your dreams. And I don't know. So like a cloud over you. So they figured out a way to erase um, some of the, some of those young people's debt. Yeah, what a blessing. Yeah, build a not have to just fight out of debt, but actually be able to chase some dreams. So that's a good and, one. And hooking them up with some training and some educational stuff along the way. Yeah, that's super undervalued. Yeah. Yep. Uh, my my last one is um, we had the privilege this week on our other podcast of having. Um, Ashley Whitfield and Carissa Davis on talk talk about Night to Shine, and uh, I'll probably use Night to Shine again later. But that shines like one of the coolest things ever. It's one of my favorite parties of the year. Mm-hmm. It's the greatest party of the year. It's a uh, prom. I, I never say it the way they say it, and they say it very beautifully. It's a intellectual and developmental disabilities. Yeah, I I D D. Um, but it's just a prom for people who. Uh, typically don't get to go to a prom and just get to party and there's karaoke, there's um, the best DJ in town, there's, it's everything, mm-hmm. good food. And so, um, I don't know, I just think uh, it's it's from the Tim Tebow Foundation, Night to Shine, you can look it up, but it is literally one of the coolest things I've ever been a part of. It's the most life-giving thing, it's the most loving thing. You just get to celebrate people who don't typically get celebrated. And so, yeah. Um, I just left yesterday thinking about that, like how encouraged I am that people are giving up all of their time, their energy, and their resources to throw the greatest party for the people who deserve it the most. That came out quick. When is it? February 9th? 
uh, yeah, seventh or ninth or came out quick though. Beginning of February sometime. February seventh. Seventh. Yep, you're right. So you're right, and I said ninth. Oh, I was right. Good job. Um, but yeah, I'm pumped. I get to be a part of it again this year, and um, I get to hang out with my my homie. Again. Yeah. So shout out to Chance. Y'all had a pretty good friendship this whole past year. Yeah, we still that. we still talk all the time, man. He, he's releasing some new music this year. I'm gonna have him on the podcast, and so I'm excited to just like have a night to just not think about anything other than um, making this night the best night of all time. Yeah, it's super cool. Like everything that goes into it. Like how much planning, like how many volunteers it takes and everybody being willing to like just do whatever they need to that night. Yeah. Like from like the whole people bring and do people bring like donate dresses and stuff like that. Yeah. People bring and then they get to go up there and like shop for their dress. Everything like, is shop, completely free. They don't have to pay for their dress, but. So the honor yeah. guest is completely free. I think what's cool too is that it'd be easy just to get like a, a rent a gym. And just like have a dance floor and let people come in and hang out. But like every single detail, like there's a red carpet that they get to walk down and there's people from the community, people from all over with signs just yelling and screaming and cheering for them. They get their picture taken. They get crowned. They get, oh, they get, they get crowned. Oh, it's the best. It's the best night ever. And so, um, I was just super encouraged by that. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do my, uh, last story. So I feel like that should end it. I'm sorry. Talking about not, no, I, well, I was up in there whether I was going to do it or not. Um, but I think we need to end it with a uh, night to shine because it is such a such a cool event. So if y'all are looking for more information about that, there's a night to shine Wichita Falls Facebook page where you can just like I guess a Google night to shine or Tim Tebow Foundation. Yep. Should watch some of the videos that, that are posted. They're you, they're pretty phenomenal. I believe you can go to onelifecc.org/events and uh, you can kind of it, it's. It's at One Life, a church, but it's not a One Life event. It's a yeah. community-oriented event, but I don't know, man. It's something that's changed my life in terms of um, – they said on the podcast yesterday that um, you like you can really pull yourself out of a hole when you start serving people and when it's not about you. And I think there's something beautiful about just loving people. Yeah, That's what it is, man. Just get to party. Mm-hmm. It's the best party of the year. Are you doing karaoke this year? Oh, did you do dude. it last year? I didn't. Um, my homie did, though. What song and do you do? He, got oh, he did that Drake song, didn't he? He got there and did Drake. And listen, it was a murder. And this is what I was telling them on the podcast. There's a curse word in that song, which they asked him not to do. Most people would see that word come up, and they wouldn't say anything. But he kept rhythm and filled the word in. And that's pro. Yeah. That's pro-level stuff. When you know there's a word coming you can't say, and you don't skip it, but you fill it. Gold. Yeah. Whole room was going crazy. I was back there crying and getting amped. Dude, it was so dope. So, and then we got into the um, limo, and they had music going on. He was just serenading all the girls, man. It was the best. He was so fun. I mean, all the girls serenading you. Oh, dude, he's so brave. The whole, well, the, he, whole the whole limo almost he, shut he down. He wasn't intending to serenade you, but you were being serenaded. I mean, I was crying. Yeah. So yeah, I'll I'll, I'll receive it. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Go uh, go check that out. Do they have all the volunteer spots filled? Definitely looking for volunteers and definitely looking for money. So if you have the ability to donate any resources, um, whether it be time, um, energy, money, they're looking for people to help set up. I, I didn't realize until yesterday, but last year they set that tent up for the dance floor. Mm-hmm. There's multiple tents this year. And out on that oh, out on the actual field is the the going to be the dance floor, which is way bigger. Oh. They're setting up tents Are they outside putting a tent to on eat. the field? Yeah. And they're bringing a dance floor in. So like there's gonna be a, like a really nice floor down, 
that people are gonna dang. be able to dance. It's so cool, man. She'll be able to like glide across that floor. Oh, uh, dude, I'm about to be about to be sea walking. I'm about to be doing the worm. That's why you've been sea walking. I've been getting ready. That's why. So I watch TikTok so Wait, much. What are you gonna do with your hair that night? You gonna do something different, or are you? Um, I, th- I think you should curl some of it for that night. I'll curl the back for sure. Yeah. I'll, let the, I'll let the I'll puff up the molly in the back. Yeah, I think you should do that. Oh yeah, uh, dude. I feel like that night deserves that. I'm pumped about it. Yeah, but yeah. Go check that out. You got anything else? No, oh, man. I'm in a great mood though. Well, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back um, next week for another episode. But yeah, thank you for listening. If you have time and you actually liked what you heard, please go give us some feedback and leave us a review and maybe some stars on iTunes, preferably. We're on all the uh, all the podcasting platform basically. So we're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Um, but we'd prefer if you left us a review and stuff on iTunes. Yep. So if you like what you heard and want to give some feedback, please go do that. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. We hope you all have a great week. And as always, be on the lookout for the good. Come on.